0: name is Jonathan Nato and I'm a blind guy.
1: I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability.
0: And this is Limping on Cloud 9.
1: Hey everybody out there, thank you so much for joining us. If you heard the last episode, you'd know that it was about the very first motion picture I ever worked on as a production assistant, where my incredible salary of $0 a day for (laughs) for 15 hours turned into $50 a day for 17 hours. There you go. (laughs) Right. So it was all good. It was wonderful. Right after that experience, I thought, man, I'm now getting paid. This is going to be incredible. My movie career is just going to launch like a rocket. And it did not take me 412 resumes to get my second gig, it only took me about 40.
0: Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, so I'm
1: <laughs> ten, thinking, man, 10 this times is cool. less? That's I, good. You know, because I had a credit. Right? Exactly, exactly. So. I read somewhere that there was a promo being made, not even a movie, a promo for a movie. Okay. The promo was called Ripper Man.
0: Ripper Man, okay.
1: Ripper Man was about a cop that gets hypnotized to believe that he is Jack the Ripper.
0: Oh, man. Okay.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I called them, and they say, it's an eight-day shoot. We're just making a promo and it's non-paid. And I go, well, what do you mean it's non paid? I just got paid on my last gig. And they're like, good for you, but this is non paid. <laughs> <laughs> so I go down there and I don't know who I'm meeting first. And then I realize who it is. The people making the promo are Mike and Valerie Norris. And guess who Mike's dad is? I don't know. Chuck. Oh, man. Chuck Norris' kid. That's awesome. <laughs> So what I do is, and they're super, super, super nice. And I went into their office and I go, look, my name is Ahmad, and I know that you guys are only bringing me on as a non-paid assistant. But, you know, I'm not the dumbest guy in the world, and I want to be a producer. And could you maybe meet with me separately about seeing what we could do together? And they're just politely just like, sure. (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah. They weren't mean about it at all. Yeah. They were very polite, but they're like, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you, yeah. right? Yeah. So on this shoot, I wrangled one of my roommates, Kelly, Kelly Nix, who to this day is an amazing journalist in Northern California. mm Kelly was my roommate during college, along with Larry. Kelly was the other roommate. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I New think York you mentioned
0: me? him before, maybe in the in the um, Tennessee episode or something. I want to say we, we've heard his name yeah. before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Kelly was the roommate of mine that met Olympia Dukakis when I met Olympia Dukakis. Ah,
0: yes, there we go. That's it. You're right. Yeah.
1: He went to Tennessee while I was teaching. He went to the film festival with me. We met Olympia together. Yes, that's the same guy. Okay. Right? So Kelly thought it would be kind of fun to do. (laughs) We go on set. Again, 16-hour days, no money. Mm -hmm. And just just a really bad, bad situation. The people (laughs) were great. Nothing was wrong with the people. But, man, you worked that damn much. And they're not even respecting you?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that that if you're not getting paid, that's one thing, but just because you're not getting paid means you're like a, a lesser of a person or whatever, you know, like that that's taken too far.
1: Yeah, and, and and every single day I'd be like, What am I doing? What am I doing? You know? Yeah. You know, and in, in my mind, I'm thinking maybe Mom and Dad are right. Maybe I should just maybe I should just work at their company, right? And, and sell microchips. In day four, you know what happened?
0: Chuck Norris comes in. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish.
1: But you're you're kind of close. Okay. In day four, Mike, for some reason, trusted me. Yeah. Mike Norris.
0: <laughs> for some reason. <laughs>
1: You know, because no, he didn't he didn't really know me. Right. He's yeah. He only sister. knew you
0: for four days. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So he trusted me and he comes over to me and he goes, hey, Hamad, what are you and Kelly doing right now? I'm Like, I don't know. We were like just picking up crap that was laying around and putting things away. And he goes. Can you go fill up my car to the gas station? And then I'm like, I guess. Yeah. And Kelly and I had both finished college. So we were like, what are we doing, man? It sucks, (laughs) right? So he gives me his car keys, and he goes, it's a black car over there.
0: Oh, man. Tell me it's like a Lamborghini or something.
1: Again, I wish. (laughs) We we walk over to the car, and it is a, well, I noticed when I saw the keys. It is a black, a gorgeous black Mercedes-Benz 500 SL sedan. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. And so, or five hundred, yeah, SEL sedan. And so, me and Kelly walk over, and Mike comes over to us, and he puts his arm around me. Mike Norris, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, "You boys worked really hard today. You don't have to come back right away." And we're like, "Awesome, awesome." <laughs> so we're in this, like, you know, eighty at the time, eighty, ninety, ninety-five thousand dollar Mercedes. Right, right. We get in the car, and we're supposed to go get gas. And so Kelly's like, we're both going to drive it. And Mike said to blow off some time. (laughs) So we go joyriding in this car for a while around L.A., right? Yeah. (laughs) And then we notice, like, the light comes on, you know, the uh, the gas light. Oh, man. So we need to get gas, right? Yeah. So we pull into this gas station, and I don't know if you've ever uh, driven – a Mercedes, but there's no latch for the gas tank. Okay. You just have to know that you push your hand into the gas area and it opens up. Oh, okay. But there's no latch by the driver's right, side. Right, right. So me and Kelly, it's like midnight now, and we both had really, really, really long hair. Right.
0: Oh, man. So, don't, don't tell me someone called the cops on you guys.
1: No, but we were sitting at the gas pump, and we couldn't open the gas tank because we didn't know where it was, right? Yeah. And we started laughing. We were like, where could it be? Is it under the seat? Is it in the glove box? We're looking everywhere, right? And we just can't open it. Yeah. And then one of the workers, you know, from the gas station, they walk out to us, and they're like, what are you guys doing? And And we go, well, we don't know how to open the gas tank and the guy's like is this your car and we're like well we're we're told to go get the gas right and we had long hair we were young it was a car we obviously could not afford Right, right right and then he's like whose car is this and i said our our friend mike you know and he goes you know are you sure that you guys are supposed to have this car we're like yeah so, what we did is we opened, the, we opened the glove box to try to find the. Um,
0: like the registration?
1: The lever. No, no, no. The lever oh, okay. to open the gas? Yeah. And I can't, I can't say that I found this. Kelly did. But we opened the glove box. Kelly opens the glove box. And what do we see, man? We see Chuck Norris's driver's license.
0: Dude!
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> the glove box. And we're like, oh, my God, it's Chuck Norris's driver's license, right? <laughs> so it was Chuck's car. And then the guy at the gas station is like, is it Chuck Norris' car? I'm like, yes, it's Chuck's car. We work for Chuck. <laughs> right? Oh, man. And then the guy's like, okay, but you boys are idiots. This is how you open the tank. And he showed us. Man. Right? And then we, you know, took it for another 20 minutes around and then eventually made it back. That was a really fun time. That's awesome. That was awesome. a really fun moment. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, and then you know what happened the next day? This is, and this is all true. The next day, Kelly almost got shot on set. No way. I swear. And he almost got shot. But, and it was a rubber bullet. It was a rubber bullet, not an actual bullet. Yeah, yeah. But the stunt guys were aiming the stunt wrong. And Kelly was supposed to be under a certain desk, you know, holding something for the yeah. lighting or something. Yeah. And they misfired and it hit like the desk inches away from his
0: head. Oh, man, that would have hurt.
1: Oh, I would have damaged him. Yeah. I mean, uh, a rubber bullet to the head. Especially
0: yeah. at a close uh, close, at uh, close range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's like, F this, man. F this. You know, I'm, we're not getting paid. I almost got shot. This is not good. Right. Yeah. And then the point of me telling the story two days later when we were wrapping up. Yeah. The last day. And everyone told us the day before the last day is going to be memorable. The last day is going to be memorable. And here's what's cool about the shoot. It was being shot at an abandoned um, psychiatric ward. Okay. So it was like an abandoned mental hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And on the last day I get there and I thought, OK, they're going to tell us you guys did a great job. Here's one hundred bucks for your troubles. You know, you're going to have some nice lunch. None of that, Johnson. You know, what they
0: did demolition <laughs> the place. I don't know.
1: <laughs> they, they go, Hamad, Kelly. See that parking lot. And it was a big parking lot. Because imagine like a hospital parking yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. They go. We need you boys to go pull the weeds out of every single crack in the parking lot.
0: No way.
1: Yep. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And they said, pull them. That's your job today. And I got on my hands and knees and started pulling these disgusting weeds
0: out of cracks in the parking lot. That have been there forever.
1: That had been there for like 40 years. Right. No, I think the place had been closed for 15 or 18 years or something like that, right? Yeah. So I'm pulling all these weeds out, and you know what I'm learning at that time, Jonathan?
0: I don't want to do this again.
1: (laughs) I told myself, I go, you know what, Hamad? You're going to apply to graduate school. And that was the moment that I decided I needed to apply to UCLA Film School. Mm, mm. Because I thought, this is not my first job out of college. This is my second. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable to me that, that I could have gone either way. That was a tipping point in my career. I could have just said, screw the film industry entirely. Yeah. It doesn't want me. I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Or I could have been like, you know, let me just keep working on these low-budget movies for little to no money. And maybe in 15 or 18 or 20 years, someone will notice me and I'll move up or I can just go back to school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they seriously just had you pick the like there's no happy ending at that. Like, I mean, other, oh. th- other than you, you know, deciding, hey, I, I'm done with this. I need to do something else. No, but
1: that's what we did. And, and we did it for about eight or nine hours <sighs> just Man. for one shot. For one shot.
0: Oh, because they were using the parking lot.
1: They were using the parking lot, yeah. Man. Uh, And the crazy thing is, it wasn't even for the movie. Now, if you look up Ripper Man, they actually did make the movie. Okay. This was not for the movie. This was just for the promo to the movie.
0: Right, right.
1: Before they shot the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of crazy. I think they made the promo to try to get Chuck Norris and other investors convinced to give them the money to make the movie.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to the show them. Hey, look, it's happening. You know, here it is. Yeah. Here's a taste of yeah. it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't want to talk bad about Mike or Valerie Norris. They're both great. They always treated me great. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You know, to wrap up, you know how that helped mm. me? For the last five years, I've been getting interns at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. I always keep in touch with my interns. They work for me for one week through a program through CAN. Yeah. I keep in touch with all of them, but the intern I had two years ago, Noah Pitifer, well, you know Noah. Yeah, yeah. He is now a producer on Pet Divorce Court, the show that I'm going to do. That's awesome. Right? So I recognized that he was giving me his free time, and I turned around and hired him for a TV show that I'm doing. That's cool. You know? Yeah. That's how it should be, man. You should respect people. Totally. So anyway, I thought that the Ripper Man story might be one uh that people would have fun with.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, know? No, definitely, definitely. Um and then so, so then did you did you fill out the stuff for UCLA right like you know, almost right away then after that?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I came home. I I came home, I took a shower, I rested. Two days later, I called my mom and dad, and I'm like, I want to go to UCLA. And they're like, thank God. Are you done with making those bad movies? <laughs> and I'm like, taking Gary Feldman wasn't bad, right? <laughs> and they're like, come on, Ahmad. You need to go back to school. And that is when I, I went online, figured out how I could apply to UCLA, and did it.
0: Nice very cool. And here's
1: the crazy here's the crazy thing about it. It was really rushed cuz the deadline to apply to UCLA was like a few days, no longer than a week after the time that I decided I wanted to apply.
0: Okay, okay. So you were were you in like your mid or late 20s then?
1: Uh at the time that I applied to UCLA, I was like 93, 25. Okay. Yeah. 25. cuz I meandered undergrad, right? I went to yeah. six High school's undergrad. Yeah, yeah. And then woke up in grad school. So... So, 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 my friend, that is the story for today.
0: Awesome. Very cool. So if you guys want to listen to us, you can download on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, watch us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and uh, don't forget to check out toysaccessible.com where the toys that are created and developed and sold on that site are built specifically for children with disabilities so they can also enjoy, you know, playing with toys also. So check out toysaccessible.com.
1: And if you want to reach us, please email us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9.com.
0: Everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.